listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. morning. And we're on to the next phase today. That's what we're talking about. Joining us for a chat, we've got Aritha Herrera, founder of Aritha Senior Concert Services, on how her business supports senior citizens living on their own. Aritha, let's go back a bit in time. You started a concierge service for seniors. Can you tell us how that all started? Because given your age, you know, you're a young thing. So, <laughs> yeah, walk us through how it all happened. This idea of starting this senior concierge business started in 2010. when I used to bring my dad for his uh, medical appointments in Stromban. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, being in the government hospital, you, you have a lot of waiting time. You have a lot of time to think about things, look yes. around what's happening and everything. And Suruman Hospital was like the main hospital for the um, smaller districts in Negeri Milan. And you see all of them are old folks, yeah? Yes, most of them are pensioners. Basically, they come from different walks of life and all that. So while we were sitting there, I was, and they all look so blur, right? Mm. Looking for places uh, to go, which clinic, asking uh, people. And sometimes, you know, the nurses, they are bogged down themselves. I was telling my dad, like, look at them, and so poor thing, right? One day, I would actually really want to help out these people and start a service where I, I would render my time to help the seniors to uh, navigate around uh, the hospitals and, you know, help them to understand what the consultation of with the doctors and everything, because sometimes they may not understand uh, what the doctor is trying to say, especially if they are going through it very fast, right? Right. Yeah, uh, that's true. Right, it right. would be very daunting for them. Mm. And to tell you the truth, many seniors actually... Ref- in the end, don't want to go to the hospital because of transportation issues, mm. uh, understanding what is the doctor talking about, understanding the medication that they're taking. Right. So my dad was like, why wait that long? Do it now, you know? So <laughs> so that's what I, I do. And sometimes my dad helps as well. Yeah, I think coming from a family background where I see my parents, I grew up seeing my parents helping uh, people around them, helping the community. I think that actually grew into my, my siblings and me as well. Mm. So fast forward to 2019, June 2019 to be exact, was where I first started this uh, service. Mm-hmm. So prior to that, I don't come from a medical background and I used to work in a corporate company. And after working for that long, I, I left the job because I had to be a stay-at-home mom because right. I had no help around. You left the and job for an even bigger job. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, being a homemaker is yeah. not easy at all, you know. And I, I believe that that six years of my time that I spent for my kids, right, is very much invested into them. Mm. And uh, at 2019, when I started this business, it was a good timing because uh, importantly was that the family had to be uh, looked into before I started this. Mm. And um, I did this service for, uh, by myself for a year and a half. So... What the services provide is that because I come from a non-medical background, why I started something like this is because I have patience and empathy for seniors. I, I'm very much drawn to the senior community because I find that they are always the, the community that nobody wants to really look into. You saw a need for a very different kind of support yeah. system. Yeah. Could you give us some ideas or examples from your work of how this kind of support system makes the difference? So how it makes a difference is that the important thing that we always like in giving to the people around us is our time. Hmm. And I do not know, I, I, I somehow rather, I like to give people my time. Uh, I take the effort to like, when I think of somebody, I'll WhatsApp them and say hi and everything like that. So I realized when with the seniors, right, when I did this by myself for a, for a year and a half, I realized that when I give my 
uh, more than my 100% attention to them, right? Mm-hmm. We are very grateful because we are listening to them. Can you share with them? us some of those stories of um, <laughs> the people whose lives your service has, has touched here? Yeah. I think there's so many of it, right? I think because majority of my clients, meaning their children, are living out of Malaysia, mm. right? So the parents are independent. They live by their own. They're mobile. Uh, they have, yeah, a bit slight health issues, but they're perfectly well. Mm. Okay, what they, they want is somebody to hear them out. You know, the stories that they tell me about when they were growing up, when they were working, and just like the life that they went through, like May 13, for example. Okay, mm. that's some of them, you know, to the medicacies. And and the thing is that what, what makes it really interesting is that at the end of it, right, it's not only just to me, but also to my team members that they always appreciate that there's somebody taking time to listen to them. You know, so it's that, it's that human connection, that being seen, that, that someone to talk to. All right. Wow. I think that's very important because when they are at that age, right, they are so afraid to go out maybe because of transportation issues, hmm whether they're taking the right grab and all that, they don't even know how to do it, you see. Mm. And, you know, what we want is to, to, to build that gap in between them. We help them to get connected back to their social circle. So the services that I render is actually a support to their independent living. It's almost like plugging a person back into society because as we age, all of us are going to age, right? We start distancing ourselves from from the, the wider society because we just don't have access, whether it's because of transportation, whether it's because we've lost people that provide us that connection. Your service then actually allows a person who of a certain age or of a certain mobility to then be able to be a part and feel like they're a part of society um, again. Yes. And it makes a lot of difference because like uh, we have a few clients where not only we just take them for hospital appointments, right? We do companionship where we, we assist them. We do things together with them. So we build that. First, we build that type of relationship. Because don't forget, I'm a stranger. My team members are strangers to them, right? Mm. So the important thing is to build that trust. So what I do is that I get the same concierge to be with the senior so that they build their relationship, they build that trust together and they do things together. So I make it very clear to my clients is that we don't do things for them, but Mm. we do things with them. So we also are trying to empower the seniors that as you are living independently, you can do it. So we are like an encouragement to them. So we always um, like do shopping list together, we do groceries together. Walk us through the kinds of support services you yeah. provide the clients uh, that yeah. you have. Yeah. Uh, the main service is, of course, uh, bringing them for hospital appointments. So we would actually pick them up from their home and do the same thing like a child would do for their parent, you know. We, we, we register with them, we be with them throughout the whole waiting process. I'm not sure if you have experience being in the government, in a private hospital, the yes. very long. It's yes, really boring, we've all been right? there, yeah. Yeah, even for me, but I'm alone, right? I'm like, oh, it's so boring. But I mean, I've got things, I can do things. But the seniors, they will be afraid to move up on their seat, trust mm. me, because they're afraid that if they go to the toilet, the number's being called, right. they miss the doctor and everything. So at least we are there. We chit-chat with them, we talk with them, talk about things so that we can get to know each other and everything, I'm reminding them to drink water, go to the toilet. And then going to the hospital, we will get all this information from the children. Mm -hmm. Roughly what is the background of what we are visiting for. Mm -hmm. And then we will ask questions in the sense that um, it's correlated to the consultation. At least we can get some sort of information. What type of medication we can update the children and then we can update the seniors as well. So help them to understand after the consultation. And then 
normally after the hospital appointments, we'll go for makan or then we do groceries together. Mm. Right. So besides the hospital appo- uh, appointments, uh, we do companionship. We are clients who also uh, would always want to, is to visit the parents, maybe mm. like once a week or twice a week, just to bring them out like two, three hours. I have uh, a pair of uh, senior couple. He's about 90, mid-90s and the wife is in her late 80s. So I have two of my concierge ladies who bring them out um, one uh, once a week to go jalan-jalan. Oh. Two sessions of four hours, two sessions of eight hours. So eight hours they go places like to the museum, go and eat. And sometimes they go to Sekinchan, day wow. trips. And then and we can see that even the, ch- the daughter could see that after a few uh, weeks, after a few outings, right, I can see that the mother has started to be a bit more independent at home. She's helping, like, do small things with a helper, like, even, like, closing the window, you know, making sure the lights are off. So, wow. it actually stimulates their cognitive mind mm. and help them to be stimulated in their mind so that they don't just watch TV. Yeah, it, they will definitely just watch TV once in a while, that's for sure. Yeah. But what Who is doesn't? That? <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Mm. Yeah. The thing is that they look forward to the outing. Mm. So every time my staff will go in there, right, they always have already pre-planned something that they will want to do. Nice. So that is really good because they are using their mind to think about what is the next activity they would like to do when they see my staff the following week. I guess, you know, when you're entrusting your parents or loved ones with somebody else who's kind of taking the load off you as a family member, I just wonder how you hire your staff to do this is there like one quality or thing that you look for or the kind of question you ask to know whether or not this is the kind of person i want on my senior concierge Hmm. team one of the main business model is to give job opportunities to the community the first thing that i thought about was hiring seniors retirees oh okay they're in their 50s to 64, 60, or 60, 66, like that, 66 wow. years. So I, me and another uh, concierge lady are the youngest there. So oh. <laughs> I think uh, it makes so much sense for you to yeah. hire other seniors in my mind because then at least they are having that closeness in age to the people that right. they're servicing as well gives them similar life experiences in many cases that will allow them to make a forge a closer bond. Am I right to think this? Yes, all right. So it's a win-win situation. So for my team members, it's also a good thing for them because they are exposed to meeting up with new people mm. and able to give what they can back to the senior uh, community. So back to your question, what Asha mentioned, how would I actually um, hire someone? I actually, I'm a quite old school in that part. I'm, I believe in human interaction. I interview every one of them. <laughs> uh, the initial part of it, I used to do everything. You know, oh. I, would, I would look into the qualities that, what is their background? Mm. What were they doing previously? The important thing is that had they had any experience bringing a family member or a, a relative going through the hospital runs and everything. So most of them have. And they understand the, the, the waiting. They, they understand mm. the, the bit of anxiety of sitting there and waiting for your appointments and everything. Right. And why I meet them face to face so I can see how's their body language. What oh. is their main What is the main thing they talk about? If somebody talks to me firstly about, so how much do I get out of this? My meeting will be 20 minutes max. Right. I hand you your coffee. It's okay. It's on me. It's on me. Right. <laughs> but for you me, already know. Like, yeah. I, I would yeah. already know by the body right. language. And... The, I, I spend the most of my staff that that's in my team now. I I would say I've actually spent more than an hour just chatting and wow. 
once I speak to them, I always tell them, you're not obligated to join me, even though I've sat here for two hours or one and a half hours. Mm. For me, important is that I share what I do to you so that you understand mm. what I am. Even it's the same thing I tell my clients. I have clients who I speak to overseas. I, I spend at least more than 40 minutes on the phone. Mm. Uh, what I want is to help people to understand what is my services that can help the senior community. Right. Uh, it's a lot about imparting. It's a lot about educating people what I do. And people right. think that I'm a nurse. And I said, no, I don't. I said, then why do you get into this business? I said, because I enjoy being with the, with the seniors. Mm. I really have uh, that type of empathy for them. And uh, it really humbles me seriously to, to listen to them, to, to go at their pace, to slow my life down, just to hear them out, you know. And they have so many stories to tell. And it's amazing how my team members as well, the ladies and the guys in the team, they are also impacted by our seniors. Right. As much as you impact their lives and make a difference in their lives, a positive change, they return that same positivity in in the lives of the people who are there for them as well. You form this bond with so many of your clients and you and the the concierge service that you provide. So you have an actually interesting insight to be able to get to know people who are at that point of their lives. So based on that experience, what do you see lacking in terms of what the family network could do that would help our seniors transition into that next phase of life? Because you've been able to speak to them on that one-to-one basis along with your concierge, the rest of your, your team as well. So what's the feedback that you get that you think would make it easier for them? I believe that every one of us are with such fast pace in our life, right? We're so caught up with things that's happening around. And I, and yeah. I don't blame my clients because they have their own family members. They are, we are in this sandwich generation, which I am too as well, right? We're taking care of our, our elderly folks. At the same time, we're taking care of our own family as well. Right. So the most important thing that they always talk about is like, you know, I would just wish that they will they will spend a bit more time talking to me. Mm. And they're very honest. You know? And I'm very honest with my clients as well. So I always tell my, my, my clients, I'm going to tell you this. Don't get offended. But don't ask your parents. Because if you ask your parents, I'm supposed <laughs> to be like the, 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 the messenger, right? Yeah. After no story, you better don't question your parents. So I have to understand it. So sometimes, yeah. we are so caught up, we don't realize it. And I don't blame them. You know, mm. sometimes I am my fault as well. I myself to my own mom, you know. Yeah. And sometimes we are so caught up, we forget. So when I share with them, then they realize it's like, okay, it's not that I want you to do it immediately, you know. Just give that additional five minutes if you talk to her 10 minutes give the additional five minutes you know and sometimes i would give i would tell my clients a hints a you know your mom mentioned uh, blah 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 that yeah uh, can we do something for her he's saying that you know and maybe you can want to send something for her mm. so it, it, it kind of like you know be like a camera poke, 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 poke a bit just to make the senior folk uh happy and all that yeah. i think very important uh, because when we listen to all their stories right there are certain things we do tell certain things we don't mm-hmm. so, so mm. I, and i tell that to my clients and they understand that i say if anything that's really important and it's disturbing of course directly i will tell them for sure Right. And see how we can work together. Mm. You're like yeah. that extra family member. The service is like you yes. become this extra family member, which is the family member that can bridge that gap between the parents and the child. In many cases, the person that both people can speak to to find out about what's lacking and and how to improve the relationship. I love it. We we've all got that family member in yeah. our lives sometimes, but you know, for those who don't, then this is another great way for for your service to make yeah. the lives of both of all parties involved better. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, you're very right because we are actually 
uh, even though we are not family, uh, we are third party, so it's easy for them to talk to us yeah. about mm-hmm. a lot of things. I always remind my my team members like, you know, as much as you are invested into their life, they are also invested into our lives. Mm. They actually treat us like family. And I know my concierge are very blessed by our clients because they appreciate the little things that they do for their parents, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. So when clients come back and when they visit us and everything, you know, they give us chocolates and it's really sweet. I mean, it's just simple yeah. gesture that really make us feel appreciated, you know. And we do go the extra mile for them. You know, Malaysia is facing an aging population. It is becoming a problem because many people don't think about retirement as an option the way they used to because of finances or other reasons. Um, you say, for example, you actually hire seniors or those going into sort of that, that uh, transition phase in their life as companions and guides and support services uh, people because they're the best ones for the job in many ways, but they're also learning from it. So I wonder if you could share perhaps what you think helps the most in preparing for that next phase. I would say there is a lot of talking, a lot of communicating about it. You know, Take for example, like since I started this business, right? I it, it made me realize a lot of things for myself as well. You know, I, I'm in my late 40s, okay? And I've already started to plan things about how um, we should retire, mm. you know? We don't expect it from our children to take care of us when we grow older. Well, some so, do. <laughs> so that's where we need to change that generation. Yeah thinking you know all right so it's, it's very it's a very conscious effort hmm. you know so my husband and i i mean we have four kids okay and we decided that okay we have spoken to them i think talking to the children about it is very important so as we talk to our seniors right when whatever they tell us we always ask them have you mentioned this 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 to your, to your children say no right. so maybe you can try to start talking about it and then we will go behind and tell the children hey this is what your parents has been saying and all that Hmm. And we prepare the children as well, you know, in terms of getting, um, talking about death, hmm. talking about writing, talking about what's next after happen, what whatever happens. And I have clients who are mild dementia who have escalated. Right. We prepare them when the parent goes into the dementia stage where they can't remember who hmm. they are. So hmm. they didn't need to be prepared as well. So I think you bring up a good, really good point about dementia, actually, because yeah. it's such a slow-progressing disease that affects people. Yeah. And now it seems like I, that's it seems more prevalent now, at least in, in my experience with the it people is. around me. It's probably a good idea to have a discussion with family about dementia now. <laughs> like, right. have that discussion, like, way before anything happens so that in the event it does people know what needs to be done and what the preferences are of that person, yeah. which is a discussion nobody wants to have. Yeah. But so th- yeah. This is where we come in to, to educate them as well. We send in links um, about dementia, you know, I whoever contacts that I have, they, they can share with them about certain illnesses that they are going through. Mm. We will encourage them to read more about it. And, and they always ask our opinion, you know, and uh, we share with them. In the end of the day, the decision is on the children mm. on how they want to make it better in a sense. as we are going towards this aging popularity right I think it's very important to help the senior and the client together to understand the whole process preparing themselves you know during the pandemic we had to to conduct not conduct we had to help some of our clients 
uh, with their parents' funeral because they couldn't come back. Wow. Right. You know? And we experienced that wow. for the first time dealing with it. Mm. And it was a bit of a, it was quite emotional because pandemic was first time for everybody. Mm. Yes. You know? mm. And some of them, they had to watch the funeral via Facebook Zoom, you know? Yeah, gosh. It's really, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's real. Mm. You yeah. know, this, this experience make you realize like, hey, Life is too short, man. So don't, don't seriously, don't, don't be too petty about what, what it is. And this really was an eye opener for us. And you know, we we talked through with our team members because they were feeling it. They yeah. were feeling the whole emotions about it. And it's like, you know, so as a team leader, I have to also listen to them. I have to encourage them. I have to make sure that they are emotionally okay. Uh, yeah. You know, going through their mental health. So they, running a business is not just about just doing this service, but it's to also mm. take care of the state of your team members because they're the one who will be uh, executing most of the work, actually. Yeah, so yeah. as a team leader, I, I was always getting in touch with them. Thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah. Um, how do people find out more about you or get in touch with you, Aretha? So I have a uh, website. It's www.orethaseniorconcierge.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, next year, we have uh, a bigger plan. Uh, we are opening up a senior daycare center. Right. Uh, wow. In DJ, uh, especially for those active seniors who want to have a social place to be. Wow. And yeah. Exercises, yeah. activities and all that. So that's our plan. Mm. And we are really looking forward to it. And uh, it's going to be an exciting 2024 very exciting well, and, if, and if you're not sure how Aretha Aretha is spelled yep. it's O-R-E-T-H-A when you're looking for it online exactly so 2024 we'll come join you we'll have a, a bit of a disco with you <laughs> and your seniors at your day, a day disco tea disco so thank you so much thank you so much for having me you've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock that's S-Y-O-K